Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 at the Zone. Live from the warehouse, their Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. Should we talk a little bit about Utah? We were yeah. uh, just diving into it a little bit off yeah. the air as they now kind of round up camp and right. <laughs> and move into game prep mode. Talk to us about uh, what you're hearing, uh, what's going well, on up there. you know, they got the three quarterbacks, you know, uh, and I – and you know, the, I don't know whether, because what you hear on the street is not exactly the facts of life, right? So you, so you hear different people, and they, it seems like maybe that's maybe Ryzen's their guy, but I, I don't know. You know, I mean, that's not factual. That's just word on the street, you know. From so I say, oh yeah, I think that that guy, that's the guy, that's the guy, that's. And I said, well, why is that the guy? And he said, "Well, because he had spring ball, and he knew the, he knew the offense. He'd been there for a year, or whatever. And they feel a little safer with him now. Whether that's true or not, who knows? I mean, I have no idea because nobody's saying, you know, from their part. They like they like their wide receivers. They got depth in the offensive line. They got eight guys in the offensive line that could play Division One football, and they've really recruited well in that area." Because they probably have ten, with counting a couple of the younger guys that, that are going to be good, really good players, and I think they've recruited that area really well. So I think, and then the other thing, I love their tight ends. The the one kid especially is is, is a Keithy. Yeah, is a great yeah. receiver, and he's not a very big kid. Right. You know, he's maybe six two plus. Because Fotheringham is a big guy. I mean, yeah, Fotheringham yeah. is definitely yeah. kind of more your dual threat tight end, right. but. But this other kid is a is a really good receiver, and he can he can flat out run. Yep. I bet he's a four six guy, and maybe a little bit because when you watch him in seven on seven, and you watch him, and and you pick him out right away because the guy runs so well, and he's he runs good patterns, and he's a tough kid. He catches the ball, you know. He's he's a he's. He's a he's a really good player. He's a difference maker because you can't cover him with a with an outside backer, you know, and 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 he'll beat some strong safeties because he's a little faster than they are. So he, he helps you with a mismatch. And Ludwig has always loved tight ends. I mean, when when he was the coordinator at Wisconsin, they utilized three tight ends uh, almost all the time. You know, the tight end was like a fullback on on the stuff when they come back on their on their uh, their little counter trays and on their on their uh, weak weak side power play or strong side power play. I mean, and they use they use them in bunch formations. They use them a lot of different ways, and and they had a they had two great running backs there at that time. The kid that's playing at Denver now was there, and. Uh, Oh, why am I going blank? Gordon, right? Yeah, Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Flash Gordon. What is his first name? Why am I going blank? Look that up, Sean. <laughs> so Melvin, uh, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, but oh, I called Melvin him, Gordon. But I called him Flash Gordon. 
Well, he's had a good NFL career. That was bugging me. I was forgetting his but, name. Uh, yeah, they had a couple of guys two years yeah, in a well, row. They had, right? Well, they had two backs, you know, and I can't remember. The second guy was really good. But you know what I loved about Flash Gordon is he finished every rep in practice. Huh. You know, I mean, he'd hit it, and, man, he was down, and, and he'd, he'd go 25 yards and, and full sprint, and the guy had great work ethic. You know, I mean, he was, he was, uh, and the guy who was Gary's running back coach, I thought that guy was a fantastic football coach because he was really hard on those guys because they were a little bit, they were really good and they were a little bit, could have been primmy, primmy guys, you know, but he didn't let them get away with anything. Hmm. I mean, I mean, if they didn't finish something, they didn't do it. I mean, he was all over them and he didn't miss anything, you know. And they they had great habits. They were they were uh, they were in tune with. It. And I'll tell you what, he was fun to watch in practice yeah. because the guy. And they ran. They probably ran the the weak side power and the strong side power, as well as anybody I've seen run it, because they had, and they could always get to the right numbers. You know, if they over, if they overshifted to the to the strong side, then. Then they would motion and come back with the tight end to lead going back to the weak side. And so they were always conscious of the numbers, and it was pretty basic. And um, it fit what Ludwig liked to do. And and they had a good offensive line. I mean, that, those guys were – that was a tough group because the right guard was was basically had started there for three years, and and he basically had no tissue on either knee. but the, And the guy was in pain all the time. But the thing is, the kid practiced every day. Mm. You know, the right tackle was really good. The center was really good. The left tackle was really good. I mean, they had a good, they had a good group, and, and they were all, they were the same type of guys that I had when I, when I coached there. They were these, a lot of Wisconsin kids and tough kids, you know, and you could grind them, and, and, and the more you grind them, the better they got. You know, they were used to it. They were used to being, you know, right. physically pushed all the time. And dairy kids, right? Huh? Dairy kids growing up on those dairy <laughs> well, farms. Well, whatever they got, whatever they were growing up on, they were growing up they were on tough. the right. They were tough kids. You know, so it, Mac, it, I, it, sorry, I, go ahead, I Gordon. A, I have a question, Mac, about uh, what Kyle said uh, yesterday. He was talking about the uh, starting position at quarterback and at running back, and he he said they've picked a starter, but they don't want to announce it. And they're, he said it's, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if it got out, but they're going to try and keep it bottled up uh, to uh, not to tip their hand to Arizona in any way. And uh, he also said at running back, he said those four guys, he said they each have their own special set of skills and he said they're going to handle that by committee, well, at least through the early part of the season. I wondered your opinion on those. Yeah, I, 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 with this group of running backs, it doesn't seem like there's a, there's a, you know, maybe a, a, a guy that's that, that 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 much better than the next guy, and maybe they see that maybe these guys are not as durable, but you know, running back, really good running backs, the more reps you give them. In a game, the better they get as the game goes on. You know, if you spot play them, uh, a lot of times they don't get into the kind of rhythm you need them to get into. Uh, because, you know, running backs, 
like to get kind of get their you know get their juice going and and uh, the more they see what what the scheme is and what the reaction is of the defense usually the better they get and it's kind of a it's kind of a and then once they get into a good rhythm they're hard to stop why why is it that utah and gordon and i have talked a lot about this over the years why is it that utah has always going back to to your team's coach been able to find a baller running back every single well, year. You list off the guys you had. I mean, Mafala and well, we and, had we had probably fifty years of good running backs. Yeah, you know, I mean, going all the way back to when I was coaching in junior college. You know, we always had a we always had a great tailback. You know, or, or two. You know, and and uh, and so we'd always been able to recruit those guys and find them. And and we were noted for a, being a tailback offense, so yeah. you could you could get a a great player because they knew that the, you were going to get the ball. So come to Utah because you're going to run it. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to run. And here and here's you know and you show it to them. Here's the proof. Here's the here's the history. And so it's a, so it's like selling a selling a nice house to somebody. He said, "Hey, this house has this, and this house has this, and this, that's the same thing." Running back, this is you, this is you, this is you. Because uh, you know, it's it's now become at least for me, Gordon. I don't know about you, but for me, it's become one of those positions at Utah where you don't even worry about it. I mean, they're going to find they're going to yeah, find somebody because and... it, it's 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 uh, obviously a, a, a school that's a proven commodity for for running back. And it's also a proven commodity that you're going to have an opportunity to play at the second level, the next level, and uh, and that you're going to get the ball and you're and you're going to have a good offensive line in front of you that's going to that's going to give you the opportunity to get the things that that uh, that you want to get as a runner. Seems like at the college game, uh, Jake and Mac, uh, the uh, the running back is still so very valuable. And at the NFL level, it's valuable. The position is valuable, but it seems like a lot of teams just sort of, uh, well, we'll just rotate. You know, we don't necessarily need any special guy there. Uh, I, I find that uh, kind of uh, disheartening to some extent because I grew up watching running great running backs run the freaking football, and now it seems like they're interchangeable. Well, I think in the pros, they kind of operate it in a little different way. You know, you, you got the receiving running back you got the guy that can block you got the guy that you know and so maybe the value of of those guys are a little bit diminished in uh, in pro football and uh, and therefore you're not going to waste a first round pick maybe on a on a unless the guy is a McCaffrey or or it's the or it's Zeke Elliott or one of those guys you know so they figure well we'd, we'd rather take a, a corner in the first round, or or a wideout in the first round, or a tight ends are becoming more valuable, yeah. or a mm-hmm. tight end in the first round, somebody that can make a difference overall, or 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 a rush or an outside rush in, you know, or or a left offensive tackle. Like you look at the uh, at the ability of the offensive lineman now in pro ball. There's some really there's not enough good offensive yeah. linemen out there. And because the guys coming out of college are not trained for the pro game because everybody's in a spread. Yeah, everybody's and, doing zone blocking, right? Yeah. So when you're in a spread, you're always in a two-point stance. 
you're never down with a three-point stance. You never have to, you never really get off and be physical. You're always positioning, blocking. You're 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 never using your power base. So therefore, when they get into the pro game, it's a whole different game. You know, and so you almost got to retrain those guys because you could you could recruit this guy that looks good. You know, he's six six and he's. 320 and he looks good looks like he has pretty good feet but you never say him risk tee off on somebody right because he's in a he's up in a two-point stance all the time hmm. so guys are not necessarily ready for the nfl and then they have to be trained to play in the nfl so you ask anybody in pro ball and they'll tell you if it's a they have a hard time finding that guy lincoln uh lincoln kennedy the, the longtime offensive lineman, right? He comes on with DJ and PK because he's the, the Raiders color analyst. Right. He complains about it almost every week. Yeah. I mean, he, he does. He said, oh, these guys aren't going into the pros prepared at all. Well, they're not. They, and they, you talk to a scout, and I tell you the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially somebody that, that scouts just the offensive line for, you know, for that's his job. You know, in other words, he's he's picking out the offensive linemen around the country. You know, you got to say, well, how does he finish? Well, you can't really tell because they're in a spread, you know. So is that why Wisconsin puts so many offensive linemen into the NFL? Because they still run that. Because well, they're tough. They're tough guys, you know, and they're they're tee off guys. Same thing with Michigan. Man. Yeah. Michigan, they're going to tee off on people. Ohio State guys are going to tee off on people. I mean, they're they're going to be tough guys coming out of college. Well, well, Gordon, what was the name of your center on your team again? Was he a, was he a tough tee off guy? Uh, he was, and uh, I appreciated it. You know, what what was his being, name? Oh, I, I really don't want. To, I'm tired of naming names. I, you know, I don't. Well, want what's to his name? Better, what's his name? You know? yeah. It wasn't Puxley. That was your goalie in hockey. <laughs> Puxley. Yeah, that was. His, that <laughs> Sounds was like goalie. a goalie. Yeah, Puxley. <laughs> don't remember the center. It's typical Gordon doesn't remember the center's name. You know. Well, he was kind of a nobody. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> kind of a nobody. Oh, man, that's fine. I hope he's not listening today. Uh, he's not because he's fictional. Uh, but Gordon uh, Gordon claims to have been a quarterback back in his day. That's one of Gordon's stories was he was he was QB1. What high school did you go to, Gordon? Uh, it was called uh, it was called uh, Periwinkle High. <laughs> no, Periwinkle. <laughs> exactly. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Periwinkle high. <laughs> oh, brother. I uh, love hearing Gordon this. pause for a minute like he anybody might, could forget Periwinkle High. You think high. he went to Hollywood High School or, <laughs> or or maybe North Hollywood High School or one of those? Uh, you, know, you, know who, you know who spoke at my sister's uh, high school graduation, Mac? Who? Wait, hold Out on, on hold football. on. Grover, Grover uh, Cleveland. <laughs> Out on the football field, Joe Biden. Oh, really? No way. Yep. Well, that's because yep. you, uh, you're you're uh, the, from the Northeast, right? It would, and get, a, get, a, get a load of this. So this is what's so weird. Uh, and, and this is, I think I may have mentioned this to you, Jake, but this is something I found out about my wife about like two months ago. And I never knew this. I've been married to the woman for 38 years, and I never knew this, that she met the president. She met the president. Uh, She met the president at the White House when she was like, when she was young. Which president? It it was none other than uh, Tricky Dick Nixon. 
Wow. No way. She met Nixon? Yep. You haven't told yep. me that. I have. Wow, now there is well, claim to fame. I didn't, I didn't know it either. And all of a sudden she's saying, well, you know, because we were talking about the White House and what it's like there. And she starts describing it to me. And I'm like, what? You? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I met uh, I met the president. Yeah, I was, you, you know, know what? So did I tell you the time I I almost got shot by the by the uh, by the protectors by of, the Secret of, Service by the Secret Service of what you do Nixon's <laughs> wife, right? So I'm in, in he's he's in the hospital in Long Beach, right? And his wife, I forget her name now. Do you remember her name? Oh, hold on. Uh, he had a pet Pat? name for it, for it, didn't he? Uh, was it Pat Nixon? Uh, let's see here. Yes, Pat Nixon. Gordon, well done. So I get on the elevator, right? And they got all these guys with suits around, right? And she's there. And I said, oh, I think I know you. <laughs> I said, I said uh, aren't, you, aren't you President Nixon's wife? And, and so I reached out to shake her hand, right? And these dudes go, nope, oh, nope. <laughs> and, and I said, and then I said something like, who are you stooges, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then oh. she says, and Nixon had a surgery in the Long Beach Memorial Hospital. And so, you know, I, so I didn't know he, she said, yeah, right? oh, yeah, he's up on the 12th floor. But these guys, boy, I, they were I mean, kidding. I mean, they had all these blue suits and these ties on, right? I just figure, what are all these stooges? They're like, look like stooges. Right? <laughs> but, oh, man, but I tell funny. you what, they were not stooges. No, I mean. they were very serious people. They were yeah. very, they were, hey, I, and I said, it's really nice to meet you. I'm sorry. That, <laughs> wow. But it, How about but, that? Lisa Lisa met uh, the good president himself, and uh, you met his wife. How about that? Yeah, small world. Small world. Small but, world. But I tell you what, what an honor for her. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Uh, yeah, to, I didn't, to meet I president didn't know it. Uh, she's, not, she's not like me. She's not uh, very, uh, you know, she doesn't like to uh, tell stories. Spin yarns. On herself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe hers. I believe Lisa's hey, been hey, in the White hey, House. Hey, 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 so Gordon, by the way, uh, you know, some years ago, you know, I was at the White House and I met Richard Nixon. And, and you're going <laughs> like, no this. big deal? Yeah, no big deal. And you're going, what? <laughs> you met who? <laughs> hey, Lisa, could uh, was she on one of his infamous tapes? That could have been I, I, Lisa. I, could have been on the the Nixon White House tapes. I I don't think that was the case. Well, but, Nixon uh, Nixon was a little shady. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Had had a had a bit of a dark side. He did. But yeah. he, I, I tell you what, he was a, he was a true politician. Well, yeah. Well, it was like they, it was like this, Mac. You know, when they're when they have the tape uh, the tape recorder going. And he's looking at his aide, and they're going back and forth. And they're saying, and and uh, Richard Nixon said, "I have an idea. Let's talk in incomplete sentences." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, but he he was he was, uh, you know. And then you, you you see the movie. I remember watching that movie. Oh yeah, the ago. Oliver Stone movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, and. Didn't exactly paint him in the best. Well, there's way. there's some documentaries out there. I watched a documentary where they played a bunch of those tapes, and and they're uh, it, it, not so good, not not so good. A little bit shady. Yeah, a little bit shady. Uh, hey, real quick. hey, one one question I have for you, real quick, since we're talking a little bit of po politics here. Okay. I, I'm just wondering why 
when Jack Nicholas and Brett Favre and Bobby Orr come out and uh, express their support for uh, for um, Donald Trump, how come no one says shut up and dribble to those guys? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I was just wondering. That's all. I don't know. <laughs> I, I tell you what, don't give – I mean, every day – Every day is a political crisis in our family, <laughs> so, so don't so don't even don't, don't get me started on that stuff. I know people. I know people, Mac. I know long, long-time friends whose relationships are strained over their disagreement over politics. Oh, ab- this time absolutely, around. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I get reminded all the time. By the way, this guy is a so-and-so, and and. We don't talk to him anymore. I said, <laughs> I said, don't he, I said, don't even get me involved. Yeah, in don't, it. don't. I said, <laughs> leave me out I of said, it. You can do whatever you want, but I'm just gonna be, you know, I'm just gonna be who, kind of, I want to be, and I'm just, you know, we're gonna go along, and and I'm not gonna, you know, castigate this guy for being this or this guy for being that. But, but it's it's insane because you get those, like I just got a like a. From one of my guys, I got like a uh, something on my on my phone this morning that was just like like took me forever to read it, you know. And 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 he's a pro uh, on the Republican side, you know, and all these reasons. And then and then and then five minutes later, I get some from somebody on the other side, and and goes on forever. And I'm going, oh, and then. Every book that's written, somebody in L.A. will send it to my wife, right? She'll open it up. It'll be, be yeah. Comey's book or be this guy's Whatever. book or that guy's book. So it's it's a – I tell you what, Wednesday couldn't get here fast enough. Yeah, no kidding. I'll, I'll wrap it up. And, and you know, well, Jake's we got to get vote. Coach out of here, J- Gordon. So I know. J- J- Jake's going to vote for Kanye. So, I am you know, voting think, for Kanye. Uh, but but anyway, uh, I just wanted to say, everybody it, vote their conscience, man. Is Whatever he on the it is, Utah? Yes. vote your conscience. Except when I see uh, that another daily record today, two thousand two hundred ninety-two new cases of COVID in Utah, and then I see people protesting, having to wear a mask. I, I just, I, I just that that does not penetrate my thick skull. I just can't understand why people have a problem with that when you got t- nearly twenty three hundred people today who are positive with this. Oh thing. my! It hey, just I blows my what, mind. Hey, this is horrible. I mean, I can't. Hospitals that, are filling up. It's crazy. I can't tell you. And and you know what, people that are my age particularly are really vulnerable to this stuff because you've got all these things you know pre-existing conditions or whatever and you get hit by this stuff i mean it's just like it's so scary and and it's so it's but you got people out protesting in front of angela dunn's house i mean give me a break oh my god that is so bad i read that in the paper i said what these people it must be crazy Maybe we've got to get you out of here, Coach, yeah, because gotta you've go. got to go to Morgan, and hey, it's hey, it's past time for you, hey, for you to get up hey, out of here. And we hey, got to talk to Tom. Don't forget about the special, Tom. Coach Mac special, five hundred ninety nine dollars, and Ooh. it is a nineteen hundred dollar package. Thank you, Tom. Head up adjustable bed with a gel infused, gel infused. I like memory the- foam mattress and or gel infused. 
hybrid. Hybrid. And do you know what a hybrid is? Coils underneath memory foam. Perfect, perfect I, I comfort. What, this is, he's the best dude there is. He takes care of people. That's what Tom because, does. Hey, if I'm running for office, I'm, I'm going to have Hire Tom. Tom. I'm hiring Tom. I'm going to be the health and wellness ambassador. Yeah, I like it. So I like, I like that. If you need to chill because we're, we're wanting it to be the sleep easy, right. you can relax. The jazz are in good hands. Yeah. We got, we got Smitty. That's 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 it. The Ryan Smith special, <laughs> yep. eight ninety nine. Head up, foot up. Should we just call him Smitty? <laughs> I'm going to be a little more respectful because okay. you've earned, you can call him whatever you want, Coach. Okay. But in my case, I'm going to call him Ryan Smith. Okay. Well, M- maybe Mr. Mr. Smith. Ryan Smith. <laughs> my, my new homie. Uh, so come in and take advantage oh of that. Oh, my God. Uh, head up, foot up with the Bluetooth, right? Head up, foot up, Bluetooth, eight ninety nine. Can't beat it's that. It's the best deal we've ever done on that quality of a base and that quality of a mattress. Okay. Boom. Hey, boom, go. I got to go. All right, Coach, get out of here. Go, go Soaring Eagle. Go Soaring Eagle. Go get them. That's like, hey, hey, guys ought to be getting off the bus right now. But, All right. Uh, go get them. Go get them. Hey, have a good Tommy. Good luck, Thanks, Coach. Coach. Thanks, Coach. Hey, hey, I tell you what, Tom is my man. There you go. 18, Boom! <laughs> 1825 <laughs> South, 300 West, Board X, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's uh, Football Friday. From the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Coach had to take off a little bit early this week. Uh, Juan Diego taking on Morgan in the semifinal of the 3A high school football playoffs. So, Coach headed up to Morgan. We wish uh, him and everybody playing tonight uh, luck. Alema's doing TV. I'm not sure which game uh, Alema's doing today, Gordo. But uh, uh, So, it's just you and me on a football Friday for the last half hour. I think we'll manage. Yeah, I think we'll make do. We'll we'll figure out some way to uh, to pass the time, um, you know. I, I just kind of talking about some of the stuff we we ran over uh, with Coach Gordon. I thought it was pretty interesting that some of the buzz he is hearing is around Cameron Rising possibly being the the starter at Utah. I think they're going to keep it under their hat one way or another until start time of the game, really. Um, but I, I was surprised uh, Coach was hearing that. He did kind of kind of you know couch it with you never know and they're. There could be some misinformation out there because he's not getting it directly from the source. But I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, and I, that we, I don't know how it's going to go. When when Kyle Whittingham was asked about his quarterback, uh, he said that uh, each had been or they had been uh, informed, and that um, he said there was a mix of uh, disappointment and acceptance. And that, uh, but he said, with the way things are this year, and this is true every year, but especially this year, that uh, with all the different possibilities of issues going on out there, that uh, uh, the top two quarterbacks, and he said all three quarterbacks have to be ready to go. Uh, And he said he would not give his starter a quick hook, that he didn't want his quarterback looking over his shoulder worried that if he made a mistake, then he was going to be uh, ousted. Uh, but on the other hand, he said if if the offense is not successful, that uh, that he would not hesitate to make a change. 
if he thought uh, in his best judgment that it was time to do so. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. And I find that running back carousel really interesting. And I think those guys are going to be playing hard, working hard, uh, because, uh, you know, their their reps are at stake here. Uh, he said all four of them are talented in different ways and that uh, he didn't call it a tryout, but uh, I got the feeling that uh, eyes were going to be on whoever's on the field at any single time. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be fascinating to, to see what we actually see. I, I don't think it really is going to matter too much who they start against Arizona. I'm not, uh, I'm not expecting too much out of the Wildcats. I just, I don't know. It, it seems like everything would, point to Bentley in my mind as we've talked about so very many times that's why it stood out to me about coach but hey we'll we'll see what we see and uh, like I said I think they're going to keep it pretty under wraps um, uh, until game time coach was uh, coach was pretty uh, high on Boise State Gordon Um, he he, to go back to our discussion earlier in the week where we're saying was that more about Boise or more about what uh, what's going on up at Utah State he seemed pretty firmly in the Boise's pretty good camp and I, I can understand why. I watched that game against Utah State uh, fairly carefully, and they look good to me. And I know we brought up the whole question of was Utah State undermanned? They were missing some guys, and they didn't look particularly good. So is Utah State really not very good? Made Boise look all the better? Uh, I think it's a little bit of a mix of both, but uh, the Broncos can play. Uh, they've got some athletes in that program, which, I mean, that's going to be a fun game to watch uh, a week from tonight. Yeah, it is going to be fun. Uh, Coach thought BYU has uh, has an edge, but thought it would uh, be a really close game. I, I can't believe that's next week. Very excited about that. And and we'll get a look at the Aztecs as well, Gordon, as the Utah State. That's kind of a bum draw for your two first two games uh, to come out with uh, really the two toughest teams in the league. Although maybe that you know will be more to their advantage where they get those out of the way, and they they can maybe get a, on a little bit of a run going down. I don't the rest think of it is. Year. I don't think it is an advantage, Jake. I I I think it's tough coming out of the gate, especially in a year like this, and they they're missing some guys and to play probably the two best teams in the conference in your first two weeks. That's a tall order. Uh, no, for, I agree. I guess I guess more my point was you likely were going to lose those games anyway. So you get them out of the way and then get on a roll against some uh, more even competition and see if you can rattle off some games. But I'm not saying it's, had, I'm not saying some... it's uh, more advantageous against Boise. I, I mean, I, yeah. I certainly agree with you. Coming out of this situation against Boise, game one is not going to help you beat Boise. I'm just saying maybe you wouldn't have beat them anyway. Well, you can go it can go either way during a season. I mean, if a if a team needs to get coordinated a little bit and needs to to get some players back, then uh, maybe some experience would help them find themselves before you have to go up against an opponent like that. On the other hand, if you play them later in the year, there could be other injuries, there could be other absences in a year like this. Who knows what might happen? And so, yeah, it's kind of a. It's kind of a crapshoot. I just thought with what I saw out of the youth of the Aggies at certain positions that having to go up against those two teams uh, is a tough, tough thing for them to have to do. And you heard Mac talk about the Aztec defense and how tough they are. Well, uh, the Aggie offense didn't really look like it had much Uh gas in the tank. So I wonder how that's going to go. Well, 
they looked better when they went with Jalen Warren often. I think they're going to learn from that. They're going to have to build that offense, I think, around what he's able to do. And like Coach said, you know, Jason Shelley will look a little better if uh, if Jalen Warren takes more attention. I would expect more of that against San Diego State. But, I mean, if they've got the best defense in the conference, it certainly might be another long one. And then, of course, your own defense has to be successful enough for you to be able to keep up with what's happening. And obviously that was not the case against the Broncos. Right. Yeah, there's no doubt Utah State uh, needs to play better. Uh, and uh, and Boise is going to be good, which is which is great. The better Boise is, the better it is for BYU when they play, right? I mean, you know, it's no assumption that BYU would beat Boise. But if they do want to achieve, you know, something extraordinary in this weird season, they're going to have to beat Boise, and Boise is going to have to be good. Well, all of that is a situation where when you're playing the teams that BYU is playing, when you do get an opportunity against a better opponent, you better not have an off day because if you have an off day against a team like that, then it kind of discredits all the other good things you've been yep. doing against the lesser opponents. So, yeah. Well, just like uh, the smacking around Houston, uh, they needed to do that. You know, that was no guarantee that they were going to smack around Houston like that. and it looked, Especially you know, when they were behind by 12 points. Right, right, exactly. So, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. And if they can do something similar to Boise, I mean, that would be a big, big – a deal for them but boy like i said boise's got to hold up their end of the bargain too because you need a you need a signature win you need something to point at and say hey that that legitimizes us i wonder i wonder what max said though when he said he said that some teams if you don't have an opportunity to play against some tough opponents or have some tough games that it's difficult to adjust to that when suddenly it's right in your face. Yeah. And that's something that uh, yeah, they did have the Houston situation and they, they responded well there. But I wonder you know, who was it? Wasn't it Mike Tyson that said everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face or something like Is that? that? Yeah, I think that's attributed to him most often. I uh, don't know if he really said it or not, but he said it's superfluous. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll see how the Cougars react to going up against a tough opponent. And if they do get punched a couple times, will they respond or will there be a little panic? Or It, it seems like it's a fairly savvy team. You know, it looks like that fight is going to go on between Mike Tyson and, and what is it, Roy, jo- Roy Jones Jr. I, I think that means, Gordon, if they can do it, I think you need to get back out on the ice. I think you, need, I think you <laughs> could do it. If, if, if those two can box – I think we need to see Gordon Monson back in action out there on the ice. Uh, what's Larry Holmes up to these days? Uh, maybe uh, is uh, Rocky Marciano still alive? I don't think so. Uh, I, I just, oh, are we going to go to great-grandpa fights? Is that, is that what's? I, I'm just, are you wanting to fight a corpse? Is that the Rocky? <laughs> Dig up Rocky. We, he's got a, oh, he's finally met his match. Didn't, uh, didn't, uh, who was it? <laughs> who, who was it? Who, didn't Sylvester Stallone fight somebody there in a movie uh, not long? Was it uh, Robert De Niro or something? I, it's just, I don't know. It just seems like uh, rock stars I see I can hang with a little bit when they get in the, uh, you know, in those upper years. But but boxers, I, I'm just not sure that that's in the best interest of the sport. Hope that doesn't sound ageist. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I suppose if they're both consenting to it, you know. Good. You know, I I don't want to see two of my contemporaries at eighty five years old out in the ring together. I you know, I mean, I just I don't need to see that. Want to remind you uh, about America First Credit Union, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, Cleveland Browns game this Sunday is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raiders debit card. Same great features and benefits now with silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raider. We'll wrap up Football Friday coming up next, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low to blow your mind. The warehouse, more next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Breaking down college football better than anyone else. This is Football Fridays with Alema Harrington and Ron McBride on The Big Show. Presented by Stonehaven Dental on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, man, I love this tune. Wrapping up a Football Friday. Although Coach Mack uh, left a little bit early, had to get up to the Juan Diego Morgan game, and Alema never showed up at all. But we'll, uh, you know, we, we'll hold down the fort here, wrapping up a Football Friday. I haven't, I haven't seen Alema in a month. Uh, it's probably been longer than that, hasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> or but, talk uh, to Alema. <laughs> uh, what he's missed. Sorry, uh, Gordon, he's missed... Uh, two weeks in a row now or is it three no it's three three. Uh-huh. three yeah you're right it has been almost a month for a lemma <laughs> not that we're keeping score or anything you know well actually i have been told to keep score <laughs> okay <laughs> gordon uh, look, oh sorry go ahead no uh, i'm all ears i just thought we'd do uh just we got a couple minutes here and we're going to talk to tom uh take a look around uh, national college football uh, a couple of the better games that are out there um, this week, in fact, this this week is a little light on marquee matchups. I w- I would say the be- you know Ohio State at Penn State, uh, number three at number eighteen is probably your best matchup. But Gordon, Penn State was disappointing last week. They're zero yeah. one. Yeah, that was a surprise to everybody, really. So it, 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 the funny thing about it is when you play in those early game an early game like that, you're not sure what the truth is. Were they down? Were they out? Were they disorganized? Were they their head, and now uh, they get an opportunity to prove to everybody one way or the other against a very, very tough opponent. So we'll see how that goes. Ohio State is really, really good. Yeah, they are. Justin Fields, great player. Uh, Ohio yeah. State's good. Um, I think this is a pretty good matchup. Gordon, number six, Oklahoma State uh, hosts Texas. Texas has been a little bit disappointing, and Opa, Oklahoma State is really the Big 12's last hope. In fact, if you're a BYU fan who hopes they get into a New Year's Six Bowl, uh, be cheering against Oklahoma State this weekend. But uh, you think Tom Herman has much time left there at Texas? I don't get it. I don't. I don't get why nobody's been able to figure it out at Texas since uh, Mac Brown left. Yeah, it really does seem strange to me. Anyone who's ever been to that university or immersed themselves in uh, the way college football is and what the advantages are that the Longhorns have, it, it's it's really kind of mystifying. Yeah, really. I don't get it. They have so much talent uh, at their disposal. They have, although uh, friends of mine who live in Texas, they always say that uh, it's, it's, it's really kind of divided if you, you either love Texas or you hate them and uh, with the other schools that are down there. But that stadium is huge. The, the resources they have there are huge. 
you'd think they would be able to take advantage of the recruiting base. Fantastic. You'd think they'd be able to put it together. I watched Texas earlier this year, and, and uh, you know, I was a little bit impressed, but I thought I saw holes. I saw holes in the team, and I thought, hmm, they're not, uh, they're not as good as people thought they were going to be or might be this year. And then the, uh, the other matchup I think of note, number two, Alabama plays host to uh, uh, your guy, Gordon Mike Leach of Mississippi State, who after beating LSU in week one has looked terrible. They are one and three. Gordon yeah. K.J. Costello does not look good. And their best player, their wide receiver, left the team this week. So Mike Leach, he's learning what life's like in the SEC pretty quick. Speaking of uh, being sort of a, a lightning rod, <laughs> that's Blake Leach, man. Players seem to either love him or hate him. And uh, I think he's eventually going to get things figured out there. Maybe not to a huge level, but to a level where it'll be a dangerous program uh, in, in certain years. But, Let me ask uh, you this. Do you think you're certainly you not think- there yet? Do you think his players love him or hate him, or do you think it's like Majerus, where most of them really hate him, but he wins a lot, so they can't really say anything? Well, that's a good question, especially in a situation like there, because uh, many of those players weren't recruited by him. He right. dropped in on them, and so what are they supposed to do with that? They they may not want to uh, cause personal upheaval by relocating or transferring uh, and yet uh, whether they love their coach or not uh, is questionable i don't know i i i always found that mystifying when when a player would be willing to go uh, to go play for a coach they they did not like and i know that that does happen and it's happened right here in our state at times but that just seems like a i don't care if you think a coach is going to make you better or going to give you a terrific opportunity, life's too short for that, man. I I would find a different coach under whom I could prosper and uh, under whom I would not be miserable. Well, it, it produces re- results in a weird way. You remember our friend Britton Johnson always talking about that bus ride back from the uh, Mountain West Conference tournament where Majerus made him take a bus back and uh, kind of think about what you've done, that type of thing. And it became a big motivator for them to kind of not do it for coach, but do it like to, to shut him up, I guess, or to, to be treated better. I don't know, but it was really effective because they went to the Final Four. I uh, I I don't want to speak for Britain, but uh, something tells me, and this I'm just speculating here, but I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he had to do that over again. He would do something different. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Uh, all right. He, not only not only was he somewhat unhappy under those circumstances, I think Britain could have flourished, could have been a great player had he been utilized and handled a little differently. Yeah, yeah. I don't doubt it. I mean, he, yeah, one hundred percent. Love Britain. Shout out to Britain if you're lis- listening. And hope all is well. All right, we're yeah. uh, we're here at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Tom jumping on with us once uh, once again. And I tell you what, Tom, coach is like a whirlwind, isn't he? He just uh, he he comes in and he he tears things up. We got to turn Tom up a little bit there, or or plug Tom in, or or figure something. There. Where we're trading headsets. Oh, that one's live. I can tell. Hello. Hello. Yeah, there he is. Tom. 
Yeah. Okay, so we love Coach. It's like you wait all week to have Coach back. Here. I know, isn't it great? But we miss him. Oh, he now. loves you. He loves you too, Tom. It yeah. speaks very highly of you. It's it's mellower when Alema's not here, but when Alema is here, I might it gets off the rails. Yeah. I'm afraid that train's going to just roll. <laughs> Look out below. Oh yeah, I, I talk about hosting the show with uh, with those two, and then you throw Gordon, the the character that Gordon is, into the mix, and it's like herding cats. That that's be, hard to herd. <laughs> I've never tried, but it sounds challenging. That would be like meow. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we love coach, and and you, you, this coach special you've come up with this this week is is pretty awesome. And I, I we, ju- we just had a customer from Ogden come in and buy the coach special. All right. If you are. Uh, I don't know how to say it any differently. Gordon, you're the wordsmith. Help me here. If you have ever wanted an adjustable bed, if you've ever just thought, oh, that looks kind of cool, but you've never experienced, come in today, come in tomorrow. I'm going to give you a proper demonstration. It will blow your mind. And I'm telling you, it would change your life. Because the benefits of an adjustable bed are just too numerous for me to speak about it. Jake, you and I have done 30-minute shows where we can talk the entire time about endema, acid reflux, snoring, whatever it might be. But the overall health benefit is just off the charts. But if you can't sleep and you're needing a way to get more comfortable so you can sleep, this base that we're talking about, the Ryan Smith special for Uh $8.99, the base on Amazon is fifteen ninety nine. The and base alone. The base by itself. Now, isn't Amazon supposed to be the best price out there? It, it seems usually. Usually, yeah. is the very best price out there. I'm going to give you the same base, with the same warranty, with the same Bluetooth module, so you can use it through an Alexa or a Google Home or a smartphone. Even though you might be dumb, but you own a smartphone, you can make it work. I'm going to give you it with a mattress that's a $1,299 made in USA. This is not one of the banned tariff made in, let's for lack of better words, call it Asia. Okay. (laughs) Mattresses. I'm going to give you a made in USA gel-infused memory foam or gel-infused hybrid, $1,299 and a a $2,900 package for $899. Incredible. And you don't have to wait for two months to get it. This is the best deal I've ever had because it was an insurance claim. Okay. They don't happen once a year. They don't happen once every 10 years. It's the only one I've ever had on bases, and it came when bases are impossible to get. So we're passing it on. We're not greedy. We're not trying to take advantage of people. This is a legitimate, bona fide deal. Do not let it pass you. Now, I don't know if I can – I got – 20 mattresses two days ago Vidal we've sold six of them there's 14 left don't miss it take advantage do it 18 Tom Tom, can I add one thing yes Uh, two things Gordon not just one you started with uh, whether you had ever wondered what it would be like or I, I think a lot of people if they could experience it just for a minute they would jump on it as soon as possible because I didn't know about it until you told me about it. And when I bought this bed, I, I mean, it's like you can't believe what you've been missing. 
So, have you written any articles in your bed with the head uh, up and your laptop? I, I work. I, I I've been known to work in my bed, but I don't want to get too personal here, oh. so I don't want to really say, <laughs> you know, say one way or the other. But but I I could if I I'm going to do that at some point. I haven't had the opportunity to do it yet, but you can, and that's can. the beautiful thing of it. You can get so comfortable in in just about any position. And it's the old mattress salesman joke. I don't want to know what you're doing in your bed, but from now on, I'm supporting you, Gordon. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. All right, take advantage of it. It's the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, Gordon's List. It's coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.